0: Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And we are finishing chapter 4 of 1 John this morning. And it's a very important, very important um, portion of scripture. So we're going to jump right in and look at what it says. So, verse 20 and 21, let's read. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Now, brother, using that term, specifically is referring to other fellow believers. Okay? Those are your brothers and sisters. In Christ. And so think of a church setting. But even with that, even though John is specifically talking about um, other believers, those in the family of God, doesn't mean it doesn't apply to even non-believers. Uh, how we treat non-believers is evidence of our love for God as well. Um, because yes, they may not be a brother or sister in Christ, but they are a potential brother or sister in Christ, and they are a human being with a eternal soul that is either going to be separated from God for all eternity or be in his presence for all eternity, and you can be the factor that makes that difference, and we need to always keep that in mind as believers. We need to treat people in a way that would reflect God's love because that's how they're going to see the glory of God um so we need to be careful not to just look at this and be like oh okay so i can just treat non-believers how i want to and be terrible to them but just as long as i'm loving and kind to people who claim to be christians and that's not what this passage is saying we need to be careful that we don't take it out of context in that way but with that it is specifically referring to our brothers and sisters in christ If we are in Christ, we should have a special type of relationship. That's why we would call these fellow believers a brother or a sister. We are in that same family, and we should be united under the banner of Christ, not extremely divided. Now, the division comes when you back up in earlier chapters when John is talking about people who are denying important things about the gospel when people are embracing sin it's the same as rejecting god to embrace sin and approve of it is to reject god and john makes a very very bold claim that if you are doing that that is evidence that you are not in the family of god you are not a brother or sister in christ even though you claim you are and so kind of the first step that you need to establish um, when you' when you're looking at brothers and sisters in Christ is if someone is going to a church and they're saying, "Oh, I love God, oh, I believe that Jesus died for me, yet they are ignoring very direct commands in Scripture about what is sin and what is not sin. They are approving and embracing of sinful lifestyles that the Bible makes very clear God does not approve of. That's akin to rejecting God. You're not truly saved. You can say all those things all you want, but your actions reflect someone who is lost in sin. And so if we back up in earlier chapters and you go back and listen to earlier ones, we see a lot of that And John talk about that. So he's kind of gotten past that and he's assuming that the readers understand what a true brother or sister in Christ is. that That's people that are united in the understanding that Jesus is God. He was here in the flesh. He died on the cross. He rose again. And you embrace that. And all of the sins that are talked about in Scripture that are very clearly sins, you reject them. You do not approve of them. You move away from them. And you seek to live a godly, righteous life that reflects the glory of God. So that's what he's assuming, that everyone reading verse 20 and 21 have that understanding. Okay, And with that, if, as long as those people are on the same page, if they agree on that about the gospel and about sin, and they're both saved, okay, then they cannot hate one another. If there's hatred and anger or bitterness towards these two brothers or brothers and sisters or whatever, these two Christians who were supposed to be under that same banner of belief and understanding of the gospel, they can't hate one another. They can't. That is evidence that they're not under the banner of Christ. They're not in the same family. So if you say you love God, yet you hate your brother, you're a liar. Okay, You can't do both. You can't do both. You can't have that anger and hatred in your heart towards a true brother or sister in Christ and truly love God. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Very direct statement there. This commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Now, this is straight up the two greatest commandments in verse 21. John's just paraphrasing or rephrasing them in a different way, but it is the two greatest commandments. Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's nothing more important than that. Putting God first, cherishing him more than anything is the greatest commandment. And he says, likewise, love others. Okay. In other words, what Jesus was saying is that the natural response to a genuine love for God is to love others and that's what John is saying here the, And this commandment we have from him the him is Jesus okay it's God Jesus and God are the same John's been talking about that whoever loves God must also love his brother they go hand in hand they're not two separate things in other words The two greatest commandments are really just one great commandment. That's what John's saying here. They go hand in hand. They're two sides of the same coin. They can't be separated, okay? If you love God, genuinely love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will love your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you love your brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's how you're living, that is evidence that you love God with all your heart. They go hand in hand. That's the natural response to, to truly loving God more than anything, is to love others. So it's really, truly, just one great command. And when you love God, He imprints His understanding of love upon you through the Holy Spirit. And you're going to treat people differently in the world. You're not going to hold bitterness and anger towards them. You can't. You're free from that. Because you're free in Christ. You've been delivered from worry and anxiety and fear. You have a true hope to look forward to in the future. So you can't sit in, in this cesspool of anger and bitterness and resentment towards other people, whoever it is. You can't because God has freed you from that. If you are sitting in that cesspool, then it's evidence that you haven't been freed by the love of God. To view the world with compassion and mercy and grace as he does. And empathy and sympathy. You don't have that. That comes in truly knowing God. So at the end of the day, the greatest commandment and what we should be striving for each and every day is to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek that relationship with God. He's the only one who can bring true healing from worry and fear and anxiety and stress and all these other terrible experiences of life. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Seek first the kingdom of God. Take care. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.